Welcome to Energetic Radio. I am your host, Dale Sybottom. Join me each week as I bring you amazing guests and interviews from some of the world's best operators. They will teach us how to bring fun, energy, and joy into each and every day. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to episode number 82 of the podcast. And today I'm joined by Simon Quinnington, who is literally changing lives as we speak. Now, Simon's going to share his years of experience in the fitness industry. And not only that, the power of your mind when you actually use it and work on it and train it every single day. Now, Simon's recently completed a marathon without training, without doing a run in 10 years, and he is over 100 kilos. So that is just a glimpse of what you can expect with my chat today with Simon. Simon Quiddington, how are you, legend? Going good, man. You? Going really well, mate. Now, thanks for uh, taking the time to join me. What's uh, What's been happening today, mate? Give us a, give us a little uh, insight into your morning so far, buddy. Yeah, so being, being very busy so far. So every morning, uh, I'm just a big believer, big believer in waking up early. I remember reading or watching Schwarzenegger that really kind of just stuck with me with this I learned to sleep faster, and ever since then, I've just been, you know, really big believer in waking up early. So every morning, you know, four thirty, five around that time, I kind of wake up, go through a morning routine. I'm a massive believer in morning routines. This is something where I've really learned the last few years of morning routines. How important it is to have a morning routine to to kind of win the day. So yeah, this morning, kind of wake up. My 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 morning routine is the same every single day. I'll wake up. I have a home office that I've built. It's where I run all my online personal training from um, down the hall. So I immediately go into there and will meditate without without question. That's the first thing I have to do. It just allows me to be calm, to relax the mind for five or ten minutes. But I don't know if you've heard, mate, of a five-minute journal. Have you heard of a five-minute journal? I have, buddy. I have, yes. Yep, love the five-minute journal. So one of my good friends uh, actually got me onto this a few months ago. So... After I meditate, I'm straight into the five-minute journal and just wiring the brain. I do this with my CETA students every single day, rewiring the brain. So immediately writing down three things you're grateful for, immediately writing down three good things that are going to happen that day, immediately writing down two things that you are, so positive affirmations, um, and then it takes five minutes, and then automatically your mindset is on board. Okay, So you, you, you're wiring that brain to a positive thinker. Such a big believer in that. And then after that, I'm straight some form of fasted workouts. I used to run boot camps in the morning. I don't do that anymore. Um, and now I'm all about training myself after that. So I'll go and do some form of fast. I'm a big believer in fasted cardio. Um, with fasted cardio obviously means, you know, doing something before you eat. I'll have no food. And I'll go do some form of exercise, whether it's lift weights, whether it's cardio along the beach, core training, burpees, rope, whatever it is, kind of like an outdoor hit workout. I'll do that for kind of 40, 45 minutes, come home and eat, and then from there, start my work day. 
Nice, mate. I, I love that. And um, just getting back, that, that's great. And I think you can, it's all about setting your day up the right way. And if you get up early, you obviously got, you've got more time to fit in so much. So you've already done all that before people have got up, which is awesome. And this is sort of where I'm just going to get straight into it, mate. But you've recently done a marathon without training. Do you want to talk us through? Hey, like the, I've just been watching from afar and I was absolutely blown away. That What, what made you yeah. want to do this and, and what was it like? Yeah, yeah. This was a this was a, a life changing experience for me, and I can say that with every fiber of my being, it was a life changing experience. So basically, where it started from was I had two friends, Matt O'Neill and Dan Kirby, who were doing the half marathon. So my friend Dan Kirby was doing the half marathon. My friend Matt O'Neill, who's an Ironman, was doing full, and we're going out for breakfast every Sunday. And it just it got to, we were talking about it, we were talking about it, and they just put it to me and just said, there's no, we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, I haven't ran for so long. I hate running. I haven't ran for 10 years, mate. That is the <laughs> to honest truth. And you know, you would know that. You would know that, man. All the times we'd hung out. And we're just talking about it. So I was like, you know what? If I if I go to a bench press, what? no one's going to give a shit, right? Because they know I live, love weight. I said, I need to, I want to do something so far out of my comfort zone and I want to attach it to a mental, I want to attach it to a funding charity run where people can donate and where people can get around mental health. The massive, massive, I just love um, raising awareness around mental health. I, I believe, every, you know, from my experience, everyone, even after doing this, everyone at some, somewhere in their life has had some form of a, a poor mental health occurrence or something happened okay that's what i learned more in this i wanted to get around beyond blue and all the amazing work they do so we come up with the idea that let's put it up on my channel with about 14 it was it was about when we decided to do it was two weeks out from when they were flying out i said let's put it up i said i'll do the half i said i believe i can do the half case i said okay if it gets to a full if it gets to ten thousand dollars in 12 days or whatever it was, I'll do the full, right? So it just came from this idea. Mate, it's crazy. Yeah, it came from this idea. And anyway, as soon as as I put it up, you know, sporting mental health, and obviously, you know, running all males, some form of mental health, 75% more likely to commit suicide female, 3 million people a day suffer from anxiety and depression in Australia alone. Right? So as soon as I put this up, people who have been affected by it got behind it, got behind it, and we raised about $8,200 in about 10 days. Okay? Now, my personality uh, and the way I like to live my life is I, I've never and I will never and I refuse to do anything halves. That's just the sort of guy I am. Okay? I'm sure you're the same. So for me... From the very beginning that we put this up on my channel, my mindset was to always do the full, bro. I was always to do the full, and I wanted to really see if I could do it. I wanted to see if I could do it. So no training, hand on heart. I had not gone for a single run. I mean, I do I lift weights, do steady state cardio, which is walking. I do hit cardio, which goes to 12 minutes. That's about it, man. 
right? That's really <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, so what was the experience like? So when you were out there running and um, – because obviously I've done a half marathon and um, my legs went on for me about 16Ks. But what was it like when you, you had yeah. 41 to do, mate, and you, and you hadn't had the, and the Ks in the legs? What, what were yeah. some of the mental states that you were going through? Unbelievable mental game. Something that I even get shivers now thinking about. Everything in life, whether it's a marathon, whether it's a, anything you go through, the outcome is determined by your mind. Okay? Because I had cemented it in my mind without doubt that I was finishing this, no matter what I went through, I would shut everything else out, have this unbelievable tunnel vision, finish this marathon. That's as simple as that. Because when I set off, First, you know, had all the adrenaline, but when I started that first 200 meters, you know, I was 100, I weighed in 103 and a half kilos that morning. Yeah. Um, I was bench pressing three plates the day before, so my, there's no way my body was ready for this. In the first 200 meters, I remember thinking to myself, man, this sucks already. <laughs> this sucks already, man. And it was only 200 meters in. So all I did, all I did was, um, mind down, like I do in all my little leg workouts, calm the mind down, I went to another place, just had, it was four laps, four laps, with the first lap, I was, I, the, the race was pulling me so fast, I was going too quick, right, so the first lap, 10Ks, I was actually going so fast, I was coming third in my age group, <laughs> so I did the first 10Ks in 45 minutes, just off sheer mindset and my friend looked at me on the side by me like, bro, you've got to slow down. Like he's looking at me like, slow down, slow down, slow down, because I was going so fast. So I did the second lap relatively quick. So I did a half marathon in an hour 45, <laughs> right, which I thought is pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then at this point, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. You know, my nutrition's pretty good. And I turned my legs pretty hard. So I was going all right at this point. That second half, man. So basically, I got to the second lap. Sorry, I got to the half lap, third lap, which is 26K. And everything started breaking down. My calves, my lower back, my hammies, the, the worst pain is just kicking in like you wouldn't believe. I started having a panic attack, man. I started panicking. I'm thinking, I've got 16K to go. <laughs> I'm from Ballarat. I'm from Ballarat. So I'm thinking, that's three laps of the lake and I am wrecked. Like I, I, I'll, I'll stop at the drink station. Man, I, I don't know if I can get through this, right? So this self, this negative talk's creeping in. Everybody gets negative talk, right? Everybody gets it. And I'm, I'm on the same. It's creeping, it's creeping. So all I did was, right, let's break this thing down. Break this down. 16, think three. Let's try to get three. Let's just do three, right? So I put my headphones back in and I start, all right? The head down, head down, head down, head down. I'm just working, working. I look, all right, I've done three, all right? And I get two. Because if you get two, that means you've done three laps. So I got to two and just the ability to break it down, the ability to stay calm, the ability to allow negative thoughts. There's so many people that is the second it gets hard, the second they get hungry when they're dieting, the second... You know, failure in your in your sets. That negative talk comes in. This hurts. I've got to stop. Or this is coming too hard. And then they give up. But it's the ability to calm the mind, stop 
the negative self-talk, turn it into a positive, set small goals to get to work. And through that mindset, I got through 42 days, four hours and 11 minutes, spam. And, uh, mate, that's it's such an amazing achievement. What uh, what was the feeling like when you crossed the line? Was it... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, what what, what yep. went through your mind? Unbelievable. So throughout the race, all I kept wanting, because they had signs, 10K, 15, 20, you know, side of the road, had signs, right? Now, I remember crossing the 10K mark. It's anything else just think about people just ask just get it done i think to myself how amazing is it going to be when that sign says 40 right yeah. <laughs> i knew i had i knew i had all this work to go but i just was kept just setting goals in my head make sure that science that i had always i was eating every five days of just these tiny little checks i had in my mind it was the biggest mental game ever played with myself like it was just crazy so anyway when i finally saw that 40k mark and i knew i had two k's to go i was just like just turned into the terminator like i just was like running so fast i just wanted it done and then when i crossed the line i had all my friends there i'll never i'll never experience that sort of positive endorphin release because i work out for an hour tops i get into do hard hard workouts and get out because this was four hours because this was running and because it was such a sense of achievement, felt unbelievable. I felt hot, like I just felt alive, basically. And then as soon as I stopped, as soon as I stopped running, the worst amount of pain I can ever <laughs> describe just flooded my body. I, I couldn't, I, I just kept cramping. I couldn't stop. So when I stopped walking, everything in my legs would grab like I was being shot in the back of my legs and back. Felt like I was being baseball batted on the back of the calves. Um, because I was flinching so much, every step past the inch, and was so horrific in my legs. So the whole neck was all like a being, it was just crazy amount of pain. But as crazy as it sounds, I, mean, I know um, a guy named David Goggins who ran a, a huge amount of um, running, did a huge amount of running with no training. He was a lot of inspiration behind this. He says, but when I achieved this run, I had all the pain. But I liked the pain because it mean I achieved something and that resonated with me because I felt exactly the same. I didn't want any at all painkillers or anything to help the pain because I'd achieved something that was so out of this world, running a marathon 103 kilos as a weight spot without any training. I enjoyed the pain, if that makes sense. I mean, I'd, I'd achieve something. Yeah, oh, it, it definitely does, man. It's a massive achievement. And um, you, you say, obviously, 103 kilos. Did you get some really strange looks? Because you're not a marathon yeah. runner, mate. Like, did you, what, what were some of the looks yeah, that I, you were getting? This, it, was, it was really funny you asked that because at the start of the race, you know, there's you know, thousands of people. Everyone's these tiny marathon. You know, my friend's 68 kilos. My friend is 72. Like, it was the night before I was getting saying, you know, lots of hits to all these marathon runs the night before, and they're looking at me going, "Damn, lose some weight! <laughs> like you're you're, you're thir- you have thirty percent more poundage of your legs than what we're going to have to go through. Thirty percent, right? Every single step. So I just kind of played it off, and I didn't really care. And then as I set off on that run, all pumped up, had all this adrenaline. I was putting my earphones in. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to run a marathon. This is going to be sick." In the first, the first K where everybody's together, three separate times, someone, a different person, tapped me on the shoulder. I kind of was like, took my earphones out. As I'm running, as I'm jogging, yeah. three separate 
times, they said, what are you doing out here, mate? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I said, mate, you are way too heavy to be out here. And that happened three times. It just killed my confidence. <laughs> I was like all puffed up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this in three. I was like, Because it was just, you know, in there, they run you, don't run. Very, it was, it was the most of my possibly be because I don't run, I actually don't like it. And that's why, because I was so far out of my comfort zone, it has transformed me into a better version of myself, truly. Because now when I do these league workouts or I do sprints along the beach or I do these 200 burpee challenges in 15 minutes, all these kind of different things I do, now nothing's ever as hard as that marathon. And so when I, I do all these, it, it's, it, it's transformed what I can do in my mind because of what I can do physically. Because now I'm never going to go through that much pain ever again because I've experienced it when I'm going through pain, now nothing. Yeah, and, and that's that's so great, mate. So what it's really it's really taught you that your mind is so much more powerful than you actually thought it was and that you can push your body to a, an outrageous limit that, you know, people were saying to you that you shouldn't be able to do something. Even though they shot down your confidence, did that sort of spur you on a little bit that you wanted to prove them wrong? This was, this was massive in it. So the entire two weeks, I had many people who I remember vividly, vividly, tell me to my face, let alone behind my back, which is fine, to my face that it was not possible. People <laughs> laughed at me. People laughed at me when I told them I was going to do it. My client, so many different people said, there's no way you're getting through that, man. There's no way you're getting through that. But in my mind, I'm, I'm, I, I even said to a few people, I'm going to get through it. I'm confident. Like That's not arrogance. You need to be confident in life to do different things that are hard. You have to have self-belief. I'm a massive believer in that. You have to believe in yourself. And I believed in myself from the second until the end. So during that race, when things got tough, which, my God, did they get tough, I would roar on things. I remember people saying, laughing at me. And I'm like, I can't wait to prove that person wrong. Next couple of minutes, okay, I'm in pain again. I remember this person, how good would it be to How good would it be to do that Facebook post? How good would it be? People were tagging me the night before saying how impossible it was to be. And I was using that as motivation. Like, I would not believe it. Everybody had told me I could do it. Everybody had told me it was going to be easy. And, yeah, you could do it, man. You you know, you just another workout. Blah, blah. I don't reckon I could have got through it because they were huge, huge driving forces because I love through people wrong. And, uh, and I, I love that as well, mate. And you can really generate some really powerful energy from that. But did you also get some people like really encouraging on the other, on the other side? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Molly was incredible. Uh, she was absolutely incredible the whole time. She just she really believed that she was a massive driving force. And she helped me so much um, because we, she didn't come up and that was strategic. Uh, because I didn't want her there to, because I knew she would have seen me in a lot of pain and she wouldn't have liked that and she would have been upset by that and she would have seen me vulnerable and that would have made me weak, kind of hard to explain. So I didn't want her there to see me vulnerable, to see me in pain, then she would cry, then that would make me weak, okay? So by having her away and, and she was kind of like getting updates and I wanted to kind of 
it was a driving force as well as many others, but to really prove and show her that I could do it and a lot of other people who didn't think I could do it. You know, my mates who were up there who believed in me the night before and even throughout, like, third lap, because I was so close to quitting on that third lap, man. On that third lap at 30 or 31 or 32K mark, you know, three hours in. Yeah, yeah. I that much pain and I was so close to quitting on that third lap because, you know, it's still an amazing team and I'm like, nah. I'm going, I said to myself, my friends are going to be here in a few minutes. I am powering, I'm going to show them that I'm powering through this, that I'm not walking, and that I'm going around again because I bet you they think that I'm going to quit. So as I'm coming around, they're also hating me, they're looking at me, they're looking at me, they're looking at me, see if I'm coming in, and they see that I'm turning around to go for the fourth lap, <laughs> and they're like, they look at me, they're like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you <laughs> and that, that little things like that, and Molly and others, was, was motivating me to finish it. Yeah, oh, mate, that is that is absolutely amazing. You know, I'm really glad you got to share that story, and hopefully, a few of my listeners can really, really benefit from that. Now, Simon, you fit so much into your day, mate. You're Obviously, you run a marathon, but um, you get up in the morning, you do your daily routine, you go to the gym, you've got your online clients, you still teach full-time. How do you find yep. the energy, the time, the passion to do so much in each and every day? Yeah, I, I wrote a blog on this the other day. Uh, it's a great question. and this is some, I get asked this a lot, a lot, every single week. With that question, people see my Instagram stories. 5 a.m. workouts, then I go lift really heavy the afternoon, and I'm up still working on my laptop at 9, 10 at night, and I really honestly get asked this a lot, and I truly believe it is down to two things. Number one, which is the most important thing in my, in my um, opinion, is diet, nutrition. If you are fit, if you, I look at, I look at your body, a human body, like an expensive Ferrari car, half a million dollar car. If someone buys a half a million dollar car and they save their whole life up for this car, there's no way they're putting shit fuel in that car. They are looking after it like you wouldn't believe. They're getting it serviced. They're doing. They're getting out on these drive drives. They're putting the best fuel in this Ferrari car without question. Same as the human body. If you put shit, this bullshit lunch together, filled with absolute rubbish, processed food that is just got absolutely no nutritional value. You will feel shit. You will feel run down. You'll feel lethargic and you'll feel tired. That is a fact. Okay? Instead, if you fuel your body with, you know, salmon, you know, chicken, rice, sweet potato, you know, lots of salads, good fats, complex carbs, you know, lean protein, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying do this 100%. That's not what I believe in. But I believe 80% of your week, 80 to 90% should be fueled with these whole foods, providing nutritional value, then as a result, your body is functioning at a high level. I say this, I say this sentence a lot on my Instagram story, which is eat for performance. That's what I do. I don't look at food and necessarily for taste, and I'm not saying that's for everybody, but for me, I don't really look for taste and I just look for foods that are going to fuel me correctly to be able to have my body functioning, performing at a high level. Right, so nutrition for me is everything. The last few years, I've learned so much about nutrition, calories, macros, carb cycling, intermittent fasting. I could go on for hours about nutrition, but that's one of the things of how I get through these these weeks. And the second is just mindset. It's just mindset. It's just 
consistently meditating each day, rewiring your brain with this five-minute journal and everything you're grateful for, remaining positive throughout, giving good energy out to people. You will receive good energy back, doing things for other people. It's just a constant, I believe it's a constant energy flow in life and good things happen if you're constantly giving out good vibes. So positive mindset no matter what, me, is something I've a lot the last few years particularly working on every day yeah and i mate i totally agree i i try and live the same as that and i think that's why we're quite similar is is there a question that you wish people would ask you more obviously you get a lot of questions about diet about fitness about lifting weights about living a filled life is there a question that you wish people would ask you more um i suppose the one thing that I've learned at age 32 and now running fitness, I've been doing fitness whole since 15, 16, even the days over in London. I've taken it really seriously the last seven, but really seriously the last two years online fitness. The one thing I, well, not ask me more, but I wish I could help more with, where I see the number one area breakdown in is not physically, it's mentally. Okay? So people, who I transform. I've transformed hundreds. I've now worked with over a thousand clients in the last two and a half years. That number has been confirmed. And where I believe most of them succeed is because their mindset is on board. Okay? So they have set themselves a challenge. They are saying, yep, I'm going to lose this man away. I'm going to trust Simon, stick to the plan. I'm going to check in with him. I'm going to follow this program. I'm going to follow this plan. My mind is on board. Whatever comes at me, I'm ready. All right? Mindset. If someone kind of wants it, Really sure this is going to get in the way. Oh, I've got this holiday coming up, or or and already the excuses are coming in. Okay, excuses are lies. That's what I've learned. Excuses are lies. People say to themselves, "I'll feel better." Some people might not like to hear that, but that is the truth. So when you learn to live in a place where excuses don't exist, and and are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry, mate, my, my computer went um, dead. So if you learn, learn to live in a place where excuses just don't exist, okay? I, I remember a while ago um, we had a chat from Chris Anstey at the NBA, played with Michael Gill and LeBron James, all this guy resonated with me that day. He said, when I was coming up, I was always this good basketballer, but when I went to the NBA, I was all of a sudden not a good basketballer. I was at the bottom of the list. What I learned from being in the NBA, Chris said, is everybody was there was they had learned to live in a place where excuses just didn't exist. They had to get 5,000 shots up, they would do it. Had to do a two-hour work, they would do it. And the only way to live your best life, be the best version of yourself, is you train the mind to live in a place where excuses don't exist. We all get negative self-talk. We all get when the morning lights too early, it's too cold. We all get that. Every single person, I guarantee it. But it's the ability to not let those negative thoughts gain momentum. It's the ability to shut them down and to continue to move forward and not allow those excuses to creep in. That is the number one thing I'm trying to give more energy to on my channels and I'm trying to help more people with because from my experience, without doubt, not physical, it's mental that people struggle with. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's very true, mate, that, you know, a lot of people won't want to admit that, but that's deep down, that is exactly the truth to probably why they're not fulfilling their goals or getting the results they want. Now, let's talk Absolutely. about let's talk about your shred program, your online program, mate. And that's amazing, by the way, that you've had an impact on over a thousand people. It's in just two years, and I know it's growing and growing and growing. Can you just give the listeners, because I'm sure people listening are like inspired by your marathon story, inspired by your outlook on life, the dedication you have to improving yourself and others. Can you explain maybe a little bit about the program and, and where we can find out more if we're listening along and we want to join in? Yeah. yeah, so basically I have learned a lot with my own training and my own nutrition over the last five years, but probably more so the last two or three years. And I've learned so many different training protocols that work and so many different things that, that, that might not work. So what I do, and that's why I'm a massive fan of this shred program, is there's so many programs out there that just give you this cookie-cutter shit. There's a meal plan. There's a training program. See you in six weeks. See you in eight weeks. Okay? It's not tailored, not customized, and there's no weekly check-ins. Without those three things, forget about it. Right? Forget about anyone succeeding. So where I try to be different and where I will never not do this, this is why I believe it's transformed hundreds, there's literally hundreds of transformations by this trip program, is someone fills out, each person who joins fills out a questionnaire form. I, no one else, no one's hired, no one, I do every single person myself when I write the simple one. I read the questionnaire form and I write them out a tailored plan with their meal plan following 80-20 rule. I don't believe you should eat all 100% healthy throughout the week. No chance. So the foods you love, the foods that people love, they tell me they love, and I calculate them into the meal plan. Because remember, no food is healthy or unhealthy. Let's be clear about that. Yes, I'm saying at the beginning of this podcast to eat these nutritional value foods, okay? But you still can eat foods you love that might be deemed unhealthy, if they are calculated correctly into your daily nutritional needs, okay? So I do that correctly with the foods that they love, 20%, and obviously other wholesome nutritional foods, like obviously plain, even to them. They have a custom meal plan. Then I look at their training program, I look at their physical activity level, I look at their age, I look at their gender, I look at previous injuries, and I write them out a training program, okay? Those two things then are set them up at the start. That's, that's, that's good. But what is the key to this program is accountability and check-ins. When you're wanting to get up at 5 a.m. every day, if you're accountable to someone, you'll get up at 5 a.m. every day. If you're wanting to lose weight, if you're accountable to a coach, a teacher, you want to see this to your boot But they know they're turning up. They know they're coming to meet you. They don't want to let you down. Okay? Same as online PT. Every Sunday, I have my busiest workday, man. I check in with all these people every Sunday. And we look at their scale weight. We look at their... Client scores throughout the week, look at how much weight they've either lost or gained, and I make tweaks to guarantee that their body's changing over the course of six weeks. And what I'm doing is I don't believe in six-week programs, eight-week okay. I believe in teaching them, teaching each participant so much knowledge in that six weeks, and they go on forever. Let's be clear about that. It should not be an expiration date. This lifestyle's forever, okay? But what I teach each person in those six weeks, how to succeed with these meals, how to succeed with this training program, you know, has, I teach them about calorie deficit, uh, increased energy expenditure, decreasing food in a safe, sustainable way. So then they get the results, they lose the weight, but then they can continue. That's always my goal. Someone joins, they get an amazing before and after, they learn other stuff. I 
I do. On our hat. Yeah, mate, I, I love that. And, and so um, I know that you run these, and I suppose a lot of online courses these days, you know, you, you have a you have a startup and then you have a finish point. You don't have a weekly check-in where you can rejig and make sure that you're on task and things like that. And, I'm, Correct. Uh, and that's why you're getting such good results. So for people listening, if they're like, well, uh, maybe I need help with my diet, maybe I need some motivation, maybe I need someone to be accountable to, where can we go to, you know, find out more information and sign up for the next one? Yep, so then I run them every seven weeks, okay? So we do six-week challenges, but the seventh week is obviously I need that to get everybody set up. So I'm at, at the moment, I'm halfway. So I just did a halfway check-in then with everybody participating. I write them at a brand-new meal plan, a brand-new training program. So every person actually gets two meal plans, two training programs, right? So epic for variety. There's no way you're following the same workout for six weeks. There's no way you're following the same meal plan for six weeks. You get two, okay, which is from my experience which is key so I'm halfway now so the next one starts in four weeks time oh about three and a half weeks you can sign up by sqfitness.com.au okay so sqfitness.com.au and the most you know I mean a lot of people aren't interested in this but it is something that is a huge factor about the shreddies I put up real cash so every six weeks there's $1,300 cash and prize up for grabs for the top four so if you join you get two meal plans, two training programs, you get these weekly check-ins, and then if you transform the best, you can win $500 in cash, or you then take share of over $800 on top of that in vouchers from our three sponsors, which is UPS Supplements, Hurricane Gym Wear, um, and now I've just got a new food sponsor on board, which I can't say now, but it'll be at the end of the week, which I'll release it on Thursday. So there's three sponsors on board where you can take part, and, and if you do really well, you actually get paid to get fit. I, I love that, mate, because you're – I know it shouldn't be an incentive, but at the end of the day, if you can actually make money and, and it will push yourself a little bit harder. So, guys, I will have the link for that in our show notes. So go over, check it out, and I'm sure if you'd like to ask more questions about your situation or just different things about Simon, you can do it there as well. Now, so before I let you go, mate, What's next? You've done a marathon, which is insane, and I think you're around about 105 kilos at the moment. Is is there any more ridiculous goals like that, like an ultra marathon, or are you going to try and push the limit a little bit further, buddy? Yeah, it's such a great question, and I'm a very goal-driven person. One thing I've learned the last year is if I don't have goals, I still train, obviously, but I don't really have the same zest in my step as when I have a goal. Obviously, the goal when I when I had this marathon for two weeks, I just became like I was like doing these. I was swimming, you know, I was like stretching each. I was doing everything outside of running that I could get myself through this marathon. Then I went to LA uh, a while ago, and I obviously wanted to get really lean for that. So that was a great goal. For the moment, my goal is just to try to put on a little bit more size and shred down for summer. And I've also finished a thirty-day level up. Actually, I'm actually going to get you to do it with me, man. You get so it. What it is. All right. Yep. So in a few weeks, when the weather starts getting getting better, I'll spend a few hours writing down a 30-day level up challenge. I'm inspired by the mindset of getting out of your comfort zone every day by doing something different. So day one, we might do this purpose challenge. Day two, we might do. Day four, we might go do something freezing cold ocean. Day five, so. I know this doesn't really sound that fun to people who are listening, but doing these different challenges each day really 
helps you build that strong positive mind and helps you, you know, get you out of your comfort zone. And then every time you get out of your comfort zone, one thing I've learned is you become a little bit better version of yourself every single time. So the mindset of this 30-day level up challenge, which is to do something hard and different every day for 30 days, by the end of the 30 days, we are going to be stronger, fitter, leaner, just so much more up and about than what we did previously prior to the 30 days. I'm going to drop that on my channel in the next few weeks. Mate, I, I love that. And I think that uh, by having challenges like that, people need goals. And without goals, you can sometimes just idle through life. And not only that, also totally. stepping stepping out of your, your comfort zone and doing something completely crazy um, like that, mate. I'd definitely be keen. I love burpees. I don't know about jumping in the ocean, but um, I'll give it a go, <laughs> mate. That, that sounds good. Now, mate, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So, so I mean, I'll have links to your Instagram and your SQ Fitness on the show notes and everything like that, mate. Um, thanks so much for your time today, mate. And just sharing uh, your marathon story was enough. And not only that, the mindset change that you've had over the last couple of years. And, and I suppose a little bit of open gratitude for me is that uh, all, all those years back ago, you got me a job at Cedar and you were the one that sort of encouraged me to start my boot camp. So a little bit of gratitude for you there, mate. I, I do appreciate uh, everything you've done for me. And and thanks for giving up your time today to be on the podcast, buddy. I really appreciate it. No worries, man. Absolutely fantastic to be here, mate. Keep killing it yourself, all right?